Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. As you can hear, I am, uh, well, a bit more... <laughs> sharp than I was yesterday, but uh, I just spent the last two hours listening to Igor Girkin speaking. You know, he um, he hasn't been on lately, but, uh, you know, because he got into trouble in Crimea while trying to get to the front and he was shaven. Well, I watched I watched all of his his view and I um, I think we're seeing this Doomer Girkin happening right now. He's lost a lot of spark. Honestly speaking, it was interesting enough because at this point, of, I've been actually sent some links from Western sources. And surprisingly enough, now British and Americans also quote Gherkin, hey, maybe maybe they've listened to my show or something. That'd be really cool, but not counting on it. So most of my show will be about what Gherkin said and what he thinks about the whole situation. But uh, first, I would like to give you a battlefield situation update. Of course, about whatever things happening, and this is going to be uh, together from Girkin and Arestovich, because you know, from two opposite sides. First of all, Balaklia, that's uh, the Kharkiv side. Russian sources all day have been terrified and mortified and blaming each other and yelling at each other, and well, they're talking that uh, Ukraine have captured Volkhivyar and cut off the road to Kupiansk. Reports of Balaklia being surrounded by Ukrainians are going on everywhere. There's a lot of uh, lost communications of the people there, and there are images of bloody clothing saying uh, Sober, or Russian police special forces. Now, Aristovich states that Ukraine cannot confirm or deny this. Meanwhile, Gidkin pretty much, compare, pretty much uh, really confirms this. And uh, the surrounding is an operative one, though. It's not, it's not completely surrounded, yet uh, basically all the retreat routes are being controlled by Ukrainian artillery and guns. And, uh, well, if the Russians attempt to leave there, then, uh, yeah, stuff's going to be going to be bad. That area was, was held by um, mobilized forces and those sober guys. And although they weren't as trained, they were way better equipped than your regular army units, which is pretty great. So, yeah. Massive breakthroughs. We'll, we'll get to that because, again, Girkin uh, went, on a tr- went on a really depressing triad after this. But uh, here's more from, from Arostovich about Izium. Russian sources keep telling that Ukraine has captured Dohevke, which is slightly elevated, providing a good view. It uh, almost looks like an encirclement of the whole Russian Izium group from Russian sources. However, 
currently Russia Russia can support Isium, and their supply rights can be compared to Kherson. They uh, somehow exist in tiny amounts, but don't satisfy the needs of the army. If Ukraine reaches Kupiansk, then uh, even those supply routes will be taken away. We're looking at massive encirclements and, and, and probably horrible things, but um, just finishing with the tactical situation here. Bakhmut. The only direction where Russia are unsuccessfully attempting to attack, Russian command is incredibly slow due to risk on Izium, and there's no point in capturing Bakhmut, really. Avdiivka, Piski, Vukhledar, all the other places, some Russian attempts, all have been beaten up. The leadership is somewhat collapsing. Kherson. Traditionally, Russia is attempting to build ferries. Ukraine is hitting those ferries. And uh, they're hitting command posts, troop concentrations, warehouses, and doing small advances in some areas. And uh, unlikely, Kherson theater will be synchronized with East, as these are independent operations. Now, CNN reports that Ukraine is planning to liberate Kherson before the end of 2022, but this will happen earlier, quite likely, because of uh, extremely so extremely tiny supplies. Existing 20 to 25 Russian Russian armored vehicles won't be able to resist. Zaporozhye Tokmak. Russia is very afraid to lose that direction. 60% of Russian forces are there. If the third direction would be added, Russia wouldn't be able to manage crises at such a scale, but it's very unlikely that Ukraine has enough power for that. Now, on the referendums. Another date was mentioned about the whole annexation of all these occupied areas by Russia, but November the 4th, but those won't happen. I can 95% guarantee that those won't happen. Uh, absolutely, certainly, date will be shifted again and again, and all this will be followed by empty rhetorics. And uh, on background of current Russian losses, referendum would just increase sanctions, so they definitely won't make it. Now, Putin also had a speech in Vladivostok, which also ties into this whole situation, because Putin managed to not only offend Japan by stating that Japan shouldn't be called the land of the rising sun, Russia should, then he also stated that uh, the election of Liz Truss in in UK is non-democratic. Also, he managed to state that there are no losses for Russia, angering Girkin, but I'll get to that, when there are over 50,000 killed, and... Uh, yeah, he's basically doubling down on um, on distancing from from reality. And uh, interestingly enough, one of the one of the weird guys that, ha- that has happened, uh, Anatoly Shari, a pro-Russian politician, he's been rooting for um, Russian victory and everything. He's now arrested in Spain under house arrest, where he still works. Yet he managed to call Putin a criminal. Which is interesting, it uh, can maybe show you a small small point there. But how to comment on all this situation? Well, for one, Girkin seems to finally agree with me completely on the fact that... Uh, Girkin predicts that if Russia loses this whole situation, he already states that the military, special military operation is lost, and that everyone's focusing on a very heavy and difficult war, but that if Russia loses this war, well then, war will come to Russia, and you'll probably see civil war and Russia being totally demolished and, and falling apart. I here agree with Igor Girkin 100%. Like, there is... No, no one's gonna no one's gonna put in the effort to keep Russia together. And Russia is gonna devolve into civil war. I, I guarantee this. There is, at this point, uh, if, if, like, there, there were small chances of Russia 
in my mind, actually staying together if they would have made some sort of a deal with Zelensky at the time when th there was th there was this chance for this. But Kiev isn't willing to make any deals at all. And, you know, even those deals that involve them, which have like 20% of support, that involve them becoming neutral and not joining NATO, even those deals now have to involve both Crimea and Donbass. So, um, yeah, if Russia loses, and I firmly believe that it will, then Russia will fall apart. There will be no more Russia, but... Well, that's a thing that I've been telling, I don't know, three years ago already. I, I said that on my show, that I believe only two futures for Russia. One is world's largest North Korea, and second is it falling apart. And now they've run out of options for world's largest North Korea. You can, like, when this starts to happen, like I said, you, like I said, with the war, which I was right about, when this happens, yeah, I'll, I'll probably... I'll, I'm ready to bet money on this if, if anyone wants to take this up on me. Because, for another reason, which is another thing that Girkin mentioned, which I have always been telling that uh, in December this war could be lost or won by Ukraine, since the Russian logistical issues. Girkin finally stated that with the current events, with a total lack of any winter equipment and none incoming, because he was quite stunned about the fact and quite angry that NATO uh, countries in the West is supplying winter clothing for Ukraine, he was just blasting away with the fact that none of the Russian Federation uh, military units have actually any winter equipment. Sure, Ukraine, everyone just focuses on the fact that um, Ukraine, like Western analysts that I watch, they all focus on the fact that Ukraine will be, much, it will be much harder for Ukraine to attack in October, November, December. That's true. However, they all seem to think that a Russian army actually magically will spawn their existing on paper equipment. I mean, there's another thing that I didn't mention previously on the show because it wasn't news for me. You see, Russia, Russian army, does not use logistics pallets. They, 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 they get all their stuff by putting stuff into boxes, putting those boxes into trucks, and unloading them by cars, because, well, guess what? Russia also, well, has a very, very tiny, you know, uh, tiny amount of all those, it's only for private companies, basically, you know, the forklifts, they don't like to use them. They do by hand, everything. And they don't have logistical, like, pallets. And I'll have to remind you that currently there's a massive diaper deficit in Russia because they can't produce their own diapers. They can't produce their own office paper because they have to, you know, there's a massive deficit on that. If you, rem if you remember, uh, basically, some businesses were allowed not to pay taxes for this. There's a massive deficit of uh, fem female hygiene products. Why, why do you think that uh, they have a lot of winter clothing? Uh, especially since currently they're, they're they're running out of ammunition. They're literally buying ammo for their older era guns and everything from North Korea. I mean, and I thought the ammo out of all the things you see, Soviet Union could could uh, could send a man in space. Soviet Union had like military apparatus was not just super important for Soviet Union. It was the whole reason of its existence. And somehow with all the mobilization, everything Russia has managed to just waste even that when the winter comes we will see russian soldiers if 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 nothing changes with mobilization or putin makes some radical changes which is why i mentioned his speech on the whole front thing which i don't believe he will because he thinks he's gonna get out of this somehow some way i don't know but um he's now pissed off everyone who was uh, pro-war and everything like that since he's doing nothing and russia will be undersupplied for winter massive it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, 
relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Winter will become their own enemy. And also because one other thing that I learned, apparently no Russian military units are being trained to fight in the cities, which is why they use these special Sobr units, which are basically cops. To, uh, to do this, because they are riot police. They are trained to fight in the cities, and they have better equipment than the army. Sadly, they are also not the army, so they don't follow orders that well, so that was quite bad. But yeah, Girkin states that uh, uh, he gives he gives Russia kind of um, about two weeks to stabilize the situation in Kherson, and he predicts that come October, if, anything, if everything goes like it has been so far then uh, Russian troops will start just dismantling themselves. And I really want this war to be over by December, because if it's not, and if Russia mag- and if Russia somehow, somehow, and I give this, like, very few chances, but if Russia somehow doesn't, you know, manages to pull something miraculous, well, then, uh, yeah, then we're looking for another year, at least. But um, I believe that this could have a massive shift and impact, and the world will change by December, so... You know, for a while this war went very slowly and I could, you know, allow myself to make episodes in more and more intervals. But currently we're back to the same situation as was there at the beginning of the war. Uh, I'm going to have to make daily updates because everything's happening so fast. You see, Russia is in a pickle. Girkin was screaming and Girkin and Murs and all the other pro-war guys who actually want Russia to win. They're all claiming that, well, they need, they, they want to look at some sort of a counterattack from the Russian side against the Ukrainians very, very soon. All these, all these Aristovich reports about Russia lacking supplies for the front lines, yeah, they're, they're apparently extremely accurate. And I mean, Girkin, in this whole new thing that he just did, he uh, had a beard. He never has a beard, he only has his mustache. His hair were ob- obviously also, well, way shorter. But um, they're all gray also. I think Girkin has actually totally, you know, got all his hair gray from all this situation. Now, I would pity him a bit, unless he wouldn't be super evil. For example, Girkin also managed to claim that um, what happened in Bucha, where I literally lost my relatives, um, that it was Ukrainian special forces going in and killing pro-Russian people and then blaming it on Russia. Um, meanwhile, I know from personal accounts that that's just not true. I don't know why Girkin tends to buy into this. Like, Girkin doesn't buy into all of this military stuff propaganda. He doesn't buy into the glorious successes and the fact that Russia has lost nobody. He also states that, uh, you know, about correct facts about all the reserves and everything. But he somehow still really believes in this situation. Although I I think really he, well, being a monarchist and an imperialist, he really, you know, is afraid of Russia collapsing. In a way, this is why I'm kind of, I'm um, amusing him, because that's 
That's all weird. He also stated that no referendums are going to happen. Fully agree with that. And he also stated that, yeah, although Western analysts constantly, no, they look at paper. See, one thing that Western analysts don't really have or use that much is, it's like real information about the amounts. Like, just because Russia states they have a battalion, well, yesterday I explained to you how how Luhansk Donetsk Republic's mobilized units are faring with their total fighting force. You know, on paper, they all, all look nice. Well, the same can be said about those units. Also, another thing that uh, even further lessens morale, because, you know, when all those soldiers in the front lines, those volunteers who volunteered, who are like ideological Gherkin's buddies, they're getting demoralized as hell by Gherkin. I think that's also maybe the reason why uh, he's so hated, because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at all these Telegram channels and everything, and, you know, people who actually do the fighting post into them, and they're panicking. And a lot of, lot of people, you know, are also super angry, because for a lot of people... As you know, six months of the war have passed. So uh, let me remind you that the standard contracts for the Russian army, if you're in a contract, it was three months at the beginning, then they started out giving six-month contracts. Those are coming to an end. And at this given situation, it's basically impossible for anyone to be forced to prolong those contracts. It's gonna go very weird. Also, it contains that by this point... Uh, the Ukrainians have done this ground preparation very well, so they've smashed their kind of air defenses to such an extent that, yeah, they can strike with artillery everywhere. Although Gidkin states that they use HIMARS for this, but that's the default given thing, as Russian side tends to blame on HIMARS basically every loss that they have. But uh, they are also in a situation that, well, Ukrainian artillery has reached parity with Russian artillery in those areas where the fighting is toughest currently, and, uh, well, everyone on the Russian side t seems to predict that if the current NATO support um, carries on as it is, then uh, we will we will see extra extra parity here and even more even more advances by the by the Rus by the Ukrainian army. And again, this is the one thing that I've been telling you on the show because I had doubted Russian logistical abilities. When the winter comes, the fact that uh, Ukraine has winter clothing, modern ones and, and warm tents, and Russia doesn't, will play the whole difference. And because Russia, apparently, they don't produce the warm sleeping bags themselves. They have crap military tier summer ones. They don't have winter sleeping bags. This alone will cause a lot of freezes, if you remember, again, from the early days of the war. It's going to be interesting. And currently, well, if, if the breakthrough happens in Kherson until October, maybe even faster, then the line might break. And then, oh boy, a lot of interesting things could happen inside Russia as well. At that point, I think Putin might even be in danger himself. Although, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Although, actually, I'm surprised because even because of some setbacks and everything, unless Russia kind of regroups and everything because they have received some reserves, we shall have to see. Is it too late for Russia or not? And let's hope that it is because I wish this war to be over as soon as possible. And that's it for today. Like I said, um, I'm going to be doing daily updates for a while again. But uh, happiness is mandatory. Today actually is. And And please consider becoming our patron. And, you know, if you want to donate to the show directly, not on a monthly basis, you can just go to our homepage, the Eastern Board, and click the donate button there. Like I said, gathering, uh, gathering, gathering stuff for... The video saying winter clothing. Winter clothing might actually be 
very important. Because obviously we can't provide materials for war. I can't, I can't, I can't afford tanks, but I'm pretty sure that we can afford to get more winter clothing because that could play all the difference. That's it, Daniel. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.